0: Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hey, welcome to the Digital Broker. I appreciate you listening to us today. My name is Ryan Deeds, and I'll be your host for our uh, little podcast about trying to quantify productivity of account manager. I would like to put a shout out to Indio. Thank you so much for allowing us to, to bring our wisdom
1: yes thank you indio that's
0: right to bring our wisdom you know if you don't know indio you should they are a easy way to collect data from your clients they make um, internal team operations more effective your account manager can fill out some of it your marketing team can fill out some of it even the producer could fill out some of it and then your client could finish it up and so you know if you're if you're not aware of them check them out Uh, understand why you're not using them at least Um, i think it's important so, Melissa, one of the things that I constantly run into mm-hmm. is folks trying to figure out when they need to hire, mm-hmm. right? And so they try to metric out account managers. Yes. Um, and I, and th- they try to apply the same kind of logic that they use for producers. Producer, your goal is one hundred fifty thousand dollars with a new business. You're midway through the year. You're at ninety thousand dollars with a new business. You're on track. Mm-hmm. Account managers don't have that same kind of thing. No. How do, when you look at an account manager, what Mm -hmm. are the things that you're looking for to determine if they are effective, if they're doing a good job? I mean, obviously interpersonal relationships, a lot of that is how friendly and nice they are. Right. You know, how well they communicate. But, you know, being in the trenches I know when a technologist is kind of BSing, mm-hmm. right? When they like when w- w- the words that they yeah. use, the things that they say, you're like, "Okay, I can I can kind of put you into this bucket." Yes. What are the things as you look at account managers as you're as you're working in these teams that that resonate with you um, as indicators of that this is going to be a good account manager or this is going to be somebody that, that I'm going to have some challenges with?
1: I really and I'm probably old school in this, but I think it goes back to work ethic. Are you really willing to work for your client? And are you willing to grow? And are you willing to be part of a team? And when I say grow, I mean learn. I've been in this business forever, and I still have so much to learn. And I see that, and I, I right. recognize that, and I work on that. And I also think the ability to work within a team is inherent. If you're going to be the man on the island who does stuff your way, is not going to listen or collaborate, just wants all the glory for yourself—
0: That's just not going to work.
1: That is not going to work. You need to do something else.
0: And that shakes out in communication. I mean, those things that we're talking about there are are heavily determined upon how that individual communicates.
1: Yes. But I also think you need to have a strong work ethic where your concern is taking care of that client and making sure they're happy, thinking outside the box to get them what they need instead of being like, oh, I have so much to do. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. I can't do this. I'm not going to work with you on this and always
0: getting caught up in the drama.
1: Yes. Let's don't do that. Let's just work on the, on the technical side, as far as
0: technology or not, I mean, even, even coverage, you know I mean? You know, if I'm a principal and I'm trying to determine if, if this account manager is going to fit within my culture, my team, Mm -hmm. you know, now they've handed that off and they've said, Hey, work with this person for a week and then Mm -hmm. give us your feedback about what this looks like. I mean, what are those things that you're going to be looking for?
1: I'm going to be seeing if questions, if it's just a trial run, I'm going to look at the number of questions they ask. Right. If they actually listen and write down or if they're playing on their phone all the time or if they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And just blowing it off. Like nobody knows everything. If they're interested and engaged and also going, okay, well, could we do it this way? Could we do it that way? Do you have this resource? just very engaged I, I like to see that to me that shows an openness and a willingness to learn and somebody who's serious instead of just like i'm going to get this job and get a paycheck and be out
0: right that's like our sheep right yes it's kind of our sheep and and i think that you know we we talk about <clears throat> feed the lions tend the sheep and shoot the dogs is something i use a lot and and if you've listened to me you've probably heard it and so you know one of the things that i'm trying to figure out with Melissa is how does an agency principal determine what's a sheep and what's a dog and what's a lion? And obviously, you know, if you're in the account manager ranks, Mm -hmm. your knowledge of their knowledge is more effective than my knowledge of their Mm -hmm. knowledge, you know?
1: And I think a lot of account managers, I think it's hard for, say, a Cooper to know unless he works with them personally. He has to get feedback from other producers as well. But most account managers aren't going to have the personality to just be like, hey, let's sit down and talk about what I do. How can I grow within the agency? And the CEO
0: probably doesn't want to talk about that.
1: No, and mm-hmm. he he doesn't. So there kind of has to be some avenue of communication of the management team who works closer with that account manager to be like, this is what we're seeing. Because they have, like you were talking about, the analytics right. and know the day-to-day to push that up the ladder. and. I think account managers is important to have that resource because you you will be able to tell which ones are kind of just, you know, using the can language like you referred to. They're just
0: drinking. They're the just kind of there.
1: They're there. Right. They're not engaged. They're not coming up with new processes. They're not trying to come up with new efficiencies.
0: Right. They're and just I, thinking the way it's always been. and They're good with
1: it. Right. I would really encourage agencies to those, you know, don't just shut them down immediately because it's more work or more money to do this resource they're trying to help you in the long run so if i had somebody with me for a week that's what i would look for that person who is not just checking a box who really wants to grow who really wants to take it to the next step
0: Who's buying in who's who's uh showing some form of dedication
1: yes and loyalty
0: right Yeah, I think that it's interesting because so often when when a new hire comes in, they're full of ideas on how we need to be Mm -hmm. um, without understanding why we are where we
1: are. True. And that that is a very good point. There is a lot of, I came from there and this is what I did. And that is not what I'm talking about because that is the biggest way.
0: Well, it just kills. It it is. Like I can understand one new new hire, you know, giving one suggestion, two suggestion. But there's an inflection point where it becomes dogmatic. Yes. Right. And you're just like, dude, you don't even know why we are he-. like I because I, I, people have come into our firm like, oh, God, we're so backwater because we use X. And you're like, well, OK, understand that this was the path. This is where we're headed. This is the long term strategy. You're midway through this. And so I think that's a that's a that that is a good indicator.
1: That is a good indicator because it makes you wonder why did you leave if you liked that place so much and it had so much right. to offer and are you open to this new experience or are you shutting it down
0: We're going to be fighting with you the whole time.
1: Right. right. What are you what are you trying to bring?
0: What do you think the biggest as you look at being an account manager mm-hmm. you know if you're going to split up your time Uh, You have 100% of time. Today, if you're going to bucket that up into four or five buckets with percentages Mm -hmm. allocated to the time that you spend, where do you spend that time?
1: I spend half of it. Probably, on on marketing in some sort of way. Not marketing like going out to clients, just in renewal and new business, getting it out to market, pulling the information, make sure it's
0: correct before it goes out. So just walk me walk me through that. That just a, a very vanilla uh, uh, marketing. I mean, I would mm-hmm. know that is a renewal process, right?
1: Right, a renewal process is basically. What I'm talking about as getting together as the team saying, is it going to market? Is it renewing? With the and this is coming character? up
0: after the X date. So the X date, so we're 180 days out, 160, 160 days. Date out of the X date. That's when it first pops up on our file or something mm-hmm. to have a conversation with the team. Mm-hmm. Bring them in mm-hmm. and sit the team down and you guys all discuss your perspective of what's going on.
1: Yes. and And how we feel, you know, kind of. Talk about the issues maybe we've had with the carrier or, c- carrier or concerns with the client or coverages they're looking for or a different way to structure their program. Talk about the best way to address that, whether it's to go to market or to stay with the current carrier. And if we
0: go to market, that's because we're going to take that risk to other carriers to determine if they may have better programs that yes. fit that client. yes. And do we typically remarket most accounts, or is it is it just is it based primarily on the experience of the last year?
1: It, I think it applies more to niche. Okay. How each niche handles it, their markets, their relationships, how many markets they have accessible right. to that type of niche, and and more the environment of that niche. So it, it varies. Okay. By industry, um, and then the rest of the time is sending what we call a CQ after that meeting to the Change
0: request, right?
1: Well, it's saying here is your current structure, the exposures of your current program. Does anything change? Your payroll, your sales, your fleet. Right. We update that in the system. So that has...
0: So that goes out to them as like an Excel sheet or something that they... Yes, it's a
1: Word document. It comes from our our agency management system. So we have to go in there, pull that, clean it up. Make sure it
0: looks good. Make sure it's current and all that. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, because sometimes, you know, columns are out of whack. It doesn't look very good. It does for some reason, pull some incorrect information, we have to make sure um, that everything should have been put into the system that comes out, goes to the client, the client makes the changes, it comes back to us, then we update the system again with that new information, pull the accords that, you know, if it is being marketed, put out to other carriers to look at, goes to marketing, pull the loss information, loss analysis for them, Carriers have questions, you work on that, then you do the proposal, then you have revisions to the proposal that you go back to the carrier, update the system again, you know, do a final proposal, bind everything with the carriers, make sure all the subject- subjectivities are done, make sure the certs are sent out and the auto ID cards. So you're always somewhere on a renewal, somewhere in the process right. all the time.
0: And I mean, is and I would think that that would be That's always a challenge to keep straight. Where am I in the process? So just from the workload, when you get into a renewal, do you try to say, I'm going to focus on this renewal until I get to X point with it? Or is it pretty much, I'm going to do this as long as I can. And then when this pops up, I'm going to do that. I mean, how do you structure it?
1: Ideally, I like to set aside some time, but that's unrealistic. Like, I come in knowing these are on the table. Today, I have to get this done for these before I leave, whatever that looks like. Um, One thing that we are implementing to kind of help with that, to keep it more on track instead of just being in your mind today, I need to work on this, is the Power BI renewal process that you go in and you look at each day and it says today this is day 90 on day 90 this is
0: what's supposed to be done this
1: is what's supposed to be done and and we're we're moving over to that system
0: yeah i think it's i mean that's a i mean that the idea behind that was to help standardize that stuff give power to the account managers Mm -hmm. and really account manager assistants i mean that's really because i had some non-compliant account managers Mm -hmm. that and so the account manager assistant didn't have an easy way to win and so, right, you know, and because again, like you said, I mean, it takes a team.
1: It takes a team, and and I really want to get away from. I think there's a lot of you know finger pointing. Sure, it doesn't need to be that in insurance. We're a team. We are all under a lot of stress. The more we can be teammates and support one another, the better. And I think Power BI kind of takes that finger pointing out of the scenario, right? Because uh, it says this is your task, and if you're behind. Hey, that happens. That's life. Let's look at it as a team and maybe figure out
0: who can plug in there to help out. Right. Right. So, so, so going back to our 100% of the day, Mm -hmm. 50% of that stuff, I'm dealing with renewals. And Mm so, so in those renewals, that's telephone calls, that's emails, Mm -hmm. that's maybe some slack in there, some slack in there. Um, that's agency management yes. system work.
1: It is the Excel on spreadsheets as right. well,
0: and then it's it's Word and the whole office. Right. So right there, you're talking about you know a pretty heavy stack of solutions. Yes. You know, when you look at an account manager, do you look at their book of business? I mean, is that indicative as because that's my main metric. Like mm-hmm. if I'm looking at account manager, generally, if they tell me the number of clients they have and what their policy enforced book is, mm-hmm. right. I can have an indication of what department they are in because mm-hmm. I, I just know the data, you know. Right. Is that, is that a way that you, we, you know, sometimes I'd even be like, yeah, it's a $700,000 account manager. <laughs> you right. Know? <laughs> you know. Right. And there's not a judgment applied to that typically um, because each role is very different. You know, you're going to see a much larger book from a client perspective inside PL and and select than Mm -hmm. you would ever see in middle market or in risk management. Right. You know, but is that is that a number that you guys leverage?
1: Sometimes I would like to say that it's not all about that. Your book can be touted as like, oh, I have this high revenue book, but your clients may have the same needs consistently, like acquisitions, refinances, endorsements, that you get in a groove on, right? It depends on
0: the movement of that book. That's another. That's the niching. I mean, right there, right? Just, I mean, that's that's why that damn niching is so freaking important from the account manager level because, mm-hmm. you know, my my perfect vision is you you are aware enough of that client's problems when they call you and they're from social services niche mm-hmm. they, and you've been in that for ten years that you know their exposures better than they do, right? And you can make that process because now now not, not only are they telling you, hey, this is my problems. You're saying, well, those are. But have you thought about these avenues that we've seen losses? Here?
1: Exactly. And that is what gets me jazzed up about the job. Right. you're Like I've seen this. This will this will be helpful to you
0: because you're educating that client.
1: Yes. So I don't think I think the, the size of the book of business, to go back to your question, does make a difference. But you can have a certain size, but your clients are a lot more active and they're structured differently. There may not be the complete makeup of the niche you are in. You might have more of a combined book. Right. And you would be extremely busy compared to the other account manager that has a larger book. I really do think it depends on the, on the makeup of what's in your book.
0: For sure. I mean, you know, and it's funny because our jobs are naturally to reduce the amount of premium our client's. Yes. Right? That's what we're supposed that is to correct. do. So in most organizations, if we had a successful relationship, you would buy my, more of my products and build better trust, mm-hmm. and my revenues would increase. Mm-hmm. But for an insurance agency, if we do a great job and we do all the things we're supposed to, the amount that client pays us decreases. Yes. You know, Obviously, we try to expend, extend lines. We try to do different stuff we to Try to, to, to round it out. Them. But if they get safer, exactly. their exposures are going to decrease. Yes, and so I think, you know, when we see markets harden or soften, oftentimes book sizes will do crazy things, mm-hmm. but it's not exactly indicative of the work.
1: No, especially in a hard market. Right. The work on that will come in at renewal. Mm-hmm. But as far as the day-to-day operations and structure
0: and service, that shouldn't. Right. So 50% spend on the renewal stuff, mm-hmm. the remark and, and in that process, I take it that If you were going to give a work quotient like, hey, uh, if one was your normal vanilla renewal, a remarket might be a two or a three. I mean, is it is a remarket harder than a a flat renewal or is it all kind of a flat
1: renewal is usually easier because you already have the form information and the structure of that program. So that is easier to process through when you move carriers, then you're doing coverage comparisons Mm -hmm you know you're getting into a whole different level of detail
0: right because you're trying to equate what the carrier x calls this and what carrier y calls that
1: yes and what in the sublimits and
0: right you don't across those
1: right did we have 100 or did we have 500,000 ordinance and law and now we have you know coverage B, now we have 250,000 right you know those things that clients don't really look at, but when there's a claim, that's then they, they look start at looking really, at it. Really
0: nitpicking it, right?
1: Right. And yeah. that's that's something at the Crichton Group that we have taken that step to be more, um, to sell on more of a consultative basis, which I really appreciate and think is the right path. But those types of renewals take an inordinate amount of time because in that you're usually changing deductible levels. You know, you may be changing all sorts of structure.
0: Right. And so, I mean, yeah, how does, I mean, how does a a principal or somebody who's trying to judge the effectiveness of an account manager, you know, I mean, in my, I would have always loved it. And and I've always had this concept of everybody who walks around has a number above their head, you know, and it's one out of a hundred and everybody understood where they stood in that number, why that number was there, and what they could do to impact that number. Now that that's kind of a—it's a fallacy, right? right? It, it's impossible to do that. It'd be easy to do that with producers if it was solely based on new business production, right? But once a new once a producer doesn't start producing, then it gets really hairy because you're trying to determine if the behaviors that they're exhibiting are the ones that are going to drive the close of the sales. Mm-hmm. You know, and you start to get more granular with the tracking of that. But I'd always – because I think that if I had a 75 on my head and I knew what it took me to get to an 80 or an 85 and there was an incentive for me to do so. Mm-hmm. So maybe a financial windfall, uh, financial yes. incentive or a couple of days off, whatever. Right. You know.
1: Vacation. A
0: vacation. Vacation. Um, Definitely, money. Money always talks. Yeah, right. I mean, money because it's validation. I think. I think at an account manager level, money talks. I, and I think it's funny because we try to do a lot of different things. I think we're actually going to have a podcast about that. All the different things that agencies try to do to to incentivize employees.
1: Oh, good. Like casual day. That's right. That's oh, right. so love we'll, it.
0: Love interesting talk on there. Good. But I mean, if I'm, if I'm a principal and I come into an organization and mm-hmm. I'm looking at analytics. What, from your perspective, should should they look at to determine if that account manager has been effective? I mean, what is the, and I think our listeners are like, oh, it's renewal rate. It's retention.
1: I don't necessarily agree with that.
0: I don't either, but it's an easy metric to judge an account manager on and get lost the root cause eh, and lose root cause issue, right?
1: I think they're trying to find an easy fix to a complicated solution. You have a desk that's doing so many different Aspects of the job, how are you going to validate that? How are you going to pull it apart and say, oh, because you have this number of invoicing on time or this number right. of renewals on time? Is that really something you want to base it on? Or is it that account manager's ability to address what needs to be done and prioritize and strategize?
0: But how does the account manager convey so you you take one that's that's Comes to work, does a decent job, gets it done, goes home. I take another one that's proactive, mm-hmm. does whatever needs to be done, doesn't care where they work, truly cares about the client, truly mm-hmm. cares about the experience, and and sees a long term career. Right. But they both sit at the in the same area. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a principal. I every day I stop by the one that's maybe not engaged. I see that person sitting at the desk. I think they're productive. Right. I smack them on the back. I say, good job. Because the other account manager who is proactive sits one cubicle away, they right. never get that feedback.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: they feel like, well, what the hell? Why am I going to the to the ends of the earth for this? Yes. And you will de incentivize that individual. So. Yes. I, you know, the I metrics metrics are scary because they do they do confine us. But I also think that they allow uh, a, a celebr celebration mm-hmm. of additional effort if we can find the right things to to judge on.
1: That's it. It's finding the thing. And I, I'm kind of one of those is that you can't put an absolute in place to pigeonhole people. We're all individuals. And, and I agree with metrics and everything. But I think there's also kind of that area that we're not looking at, which is that communication with the manager of reviews, of structuring that path. And actually taking that time to learn about that individual and seeing their strengths. And I I know we all in this day and age want to quantify and put metrics, but sometimes it's about knowing that individual, seeing their face, listening to their thoughts, and knowing what they want to do and put out a plan.
0: And I and I think it's so interesting because you know it, I, I bring up metrics, which are the end result of a uh, of work being done, mm-hmm. and you bring up paths to engagement that the agency has enacted to remove the the um, necessary features of because we use metrics to judge, where if we had engaged employees that we trusted, then. And we had some kind of – obviously, you have to have goals to some extent to make sure right. you're pushing it in the right direction. Um, but I definitely think that it's interesting how, how immediately in your mind, don't metric me if you're not incentivizing me to be here because those metrics will be not my best self. Right. Because you haven't empowered me to be my best self.
1: And you don't know me.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: You don't know me.
0: If you, you haven't put the manager in place to like drill down and have a real relationship, you know, you don't have. A, 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 and tip- see your worth. Right, right, right. Because typically a manager, especially in agencies, and I will I will always say this, if you're, if you're an agency principal and your managers have books of business, you're doing it wrong, you know, because they, the client work is always going to take the, the place of operational pain. And so what you have is a PTO request approver.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Not an advocate who's trying to drive the the fifteen employees. And so, if you were able to allocate that time and your client management stuff from the manager to the employees, now you actually have somebody who can can do that. Like you said, like right. I know you hate to do X. Every time you do X, it's it's a bad experience. Let's see if you can do Y. Because right. Because you love to do Y, and let's put you in a place where you're awesome. Yes. But that man, like I was lucky. I mean, most of my teams have been very small teams and I've been able to work very, very closely with the people that I worked with. And that's just kind of my style mm-hmm. is I don't know what I would do with a 10 person team because I would have to get to know all of them very, very intimately. And it would be so stressful. <laughs> yeah, <it would> be, <laughs> I'd be worried about everybody.
1: You would have an, uh, an in-house therapist. Oh, you have a problem? She's in that, that room right that's there. That's right.
0: That's right. Go talk to her but I think that that that's interesting. So okay, as our takeaway today four principles. You know, you're you, if if I'm a CEO, COO, I'm looking at my account managers out on the floor, I'm irritated my 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 revenue to income ratios flipped around a little bit. I'm always thinking that they're slacking. Well, how do I start to change that perception? What do I look at?
1: I would look at Actually, saying hi to that person. And and Cooper's really good at that, like putting forth a personal effort just to get to know that person. And then honestly, see, maybe touch base with your manager base. Uh, You know, I feel uh, the principal, I'm very frustrated. This is what I see. Am I seeing that through the correct lens?
0: Well, there you go. That's it right there. Am I looking through the correct lens? You know, have they come
1: talk to you? What are their goals? You know, maybe that employee has been in there. A hundred times saying, let's try this process, let's try right. this process, let's try this. And they never know about that.
0: That's right. Step out of your own experience for a minute and try to flip that. I love that concept. I mean, and some things that I, I tutor my CEOs on, you know, the folk or, or help try to educate them on is I want them to go spend some time in the weeds. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I want them to go and sit behind an account manager for a day. Yeah, I know it's lame or maybe half a day. It's kind of lame for both because you're like, God, this guy's looking over my shoulder. This girl's looking over my shoulder. Don't watch me type, no, you know. Right, <laughs> right. But at the same point, the C that does it shows hey I'm really engaged Mm -hmm. I want to understand what you're going through you know and then you feel like you can communicate effectively with them it's
1: all about and we've gotten away from this as a society personal investment that person is coming to your business yes they're getting paid and doing a job but they are going away spending their time driving who knows how far to do this job to make this agency better most times find that out about that person respect that you know incentivize that, recognize that. that, that.
0: And I do think that I've seen multiple leaders, and I've seen ones that do get in the trenches and carry Mm -hmm. the flag that people can get behind and charged up that hill for. That's right. And they are much more effective in building loyalty.
1: And I think Cooper does a great job of that, especially when things have been difficult in the agency um, for whatever reason, you know, operations, systems, things like that. He was positive. He was appreciative. He let each individual know, you know, whether he put it out there in an email or what, that he appreciated their work. Right. And I mean, how often do you get
0: that? No, I've been in I've been in places where um, you might not see the leader for months, you know, and that's not ever how I felt at that spot. And I don't. And I think that. So many more of the the progress I mean, there was one shop I was at, I remember the the outgoing CEO every morning at eight, it was just known this cat was walking around. You know, mm-hmm. it was known. Like he was and if you weren't in your spot, he'd come back in the afternoon and be like, Hey, you know, did you have a good breakfast? Or what was the deal? I mean, it wasn't like it was like very personable, mm-hmm. but you knew he noticed. Mm-hmm. And even the fact that he noticed, I mean, it made you feel like less of a cog. Yeah. You know, and so it's a little bit of recognition goes a long way. And then, you know, if if you're frustrated with an account manager, like you said, try to flip that lens around. And I, and I do think we're blessed.
1: We also have Bob and Jimmy who are, you know, good at listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, uh, Crichton is absolutely a firm that, that uh, most could look at and learn a lot from. I'm mm-hmm. sure that, you know, as they sit in their agency, uh, there's much to do from right. their perspective, you know. Right. Um but I do think that that's one that is perpetuating effectively internally and trying to make the changes that are out there. And, I mean, no matter what, it's just a, it's hard. It's it a is hard. Thing hard. To do.
1: But I do think their heart is in the right place and that all of them, there is they are accessible. Right. You can go to any of their offices at any time and talk. Yeah,
0: they don't shut and you that, down.
1: They don't shut you down. And that's very rare.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. So for all those listening to me today, I appreciate it. Me and Melissa hanging out, talking about account managers and productivity and what does that really mean on either sides of the fence. So appreciate you spending some minutes with us today. If you guys are on LinkedIn, we'd love to have you come check out the Digital Broker Podcast group. If you have any problems finding that, you can always hit me up, Ryan Deeds, on LinkedIn. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and eNo free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com/podcast. That's www dot u-s-e-i-n-d-i-o dot com slash podcast.